1: on Diamondbacks Podcast, a part of the Locks On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who the always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, Miller Thomas. 24.myportfolio.com On um, there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the podcast today. Talking about redrafts, uh, who rises in a redraft, We're talking about my fantasy team, draft strategy, sleepers coming into the season, uh, dynasty rankings, or not dynasty rankings, but which D-backs players would you take in a dynasty league is probably the better... Way to phrase that. So we got a whole bunch to talk about today, but first... Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump into that conversation with Scott Cullen of Lockdown Fantasy Baseball. Do you think a change of scenery for any of these guys, like if a guy like Christian Walker, Escobar, even a guy like David Peralta, if any of these guys do get moved, do you think maybe that could boost their fantasy value or just like, you know? I I suppose it depends where
0: uh, they end up, you know, if you end up in a a more favorable park. But uh, in general, uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, look at, like I would expect, look, I would expect better results from Walker, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, just because is, he's really struggled so far and, uh, I expect some kind of regression to closer to his career norm. Uh, and so I, I don't think there's anybody that I would look at on the dime back and say, "Oh, just, just wait until they end up on a contender. And, and then the, you know, the numbers will, will take off like that. <laughs> I, I sort of expect, uh, these guys to be where they are. And, and the, if I'm looking at one guy that, you know, you would have hopes, um, you know, to, to have huge numbers it would probably be Marte and, and that's just hoping that you know he continues to hit for the average but the power
1: um starts to come back so if you were to do a redraft which of these D-backs players who we've talked about as surprises who do you think you know who who do you think goes the highest of all these D-backs players I mean obviously keton Marte is going the highest so sure. you could tell me where he where you think he would go but a Pavin Smith who's been pretty solid this year, a Carson Kelly. How high do you think those guys go in a redraft? Um, like, I mean, we're ten we're probably team into too.
0: yeah, ten team league. I mean, I mean, we're we're into the kind of mid to later rounds and, and for most of those uh, guys. Even like I, I think kind of in the in the you know if we if we accept that Marte is the one guy who kind of stands out from uh, from the crowd, I think you end up with Escobar and Carson Kelly. Um, Haven Smith and Josh Rojas. Those, those might be the, um you know, the kind of the next four Uh and, and they're kind of scattered around in, in mid to later rounds uh, because, you know, none, none of them have uh, a, a really high ceiling uh at least in, in terms of their offensive production, what we've seen so far. Uh But, you know, they, they're, they're productive enough that you can easily fit them on your fantasy team and, and be all right with it. Uh, so uh, that's kind of where, where, where I sit with those guys. And if I'm, you know, I, I don't know whether if I'm you know, looking at those four guys, whether I, I look at Josh Rojas and think that maybe he's the one that uh, I would find a little bit more appealing uh, than the others. Um, you know, with that and the, I mean, I guess hoping uh, because, you know, we haven't, he doesn't have as much of a track record in the majors that maybe we can, um, you know, maybe there's still some upside there that uh, could be, you know, unlocked. Uh, but I mean, if, if Rojas kind of, continue the rest of the season the way he's hit so far you're that's a still a pretty useful player uh, mm. just I, I just wonder that um, you know because he doesn't have a, a ton of major league experience whether you know maybe uh, you, you get something a little bit more out of him than you would out of kind of the other other guys that we've talked about here that are in the kind of mid-range for the Diamondbacks.
1: Mm. a lot of slander from you today Scott <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> yeah not too high on these d I, I call it as I see it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean Ketel Marte? You're like, oh, you, you can go in the eighth round. It's okay. You could just take him late in your draft. I think Ketel Marte, I mean, on a points per game average, I think he's going to be one of the best. I mean, of course, he's missed. You can't look at the total points with him because he's going to miss so many games. And yeah. I think Paven Smith, I mean, at least in my league, the way I have it set up, I mean, I'm the commish. What can I say? <laughs> I, I, I'm pro points so i'm trying to get as many points in there so paven smith is a pretty i think he's his top 10 outfielder uh in my league just because of his ability to hit and not strike out a ton so hey he's been pretty solid at least in my format mm-hmm. but uh when it comes to draft strategy scott the one i have this year entering my league i want to go really really heavy with the pitchers i really want to get as many high-quality pitchers as I can. I took a pitcher with a fourth overall pick. Now, I didn't take DeGrom, but I took Shane Bieber, who I was like, he's coming Mm. off the triple crown, led the league in strikeouts the last two years. I thought it was a good pick. I took, I think, pitchers in three. I'm looking at my fantasy draft results now. I took, uh, who did I take in this? Oh, I took Francisco Lindor in the second round. That actually wasn't a great pick. But listen, Scott, I traded him one for one for Xander Bogart. So tell me I didn't. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, that, That's gonna, a good recovery right there. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, oh, man, that really sucks. I took Walker Buehler in the third round, who's been pretty good this season yep. as well. And I took, uh, I think, uh, I guess I didn't take another pitcher to about round seven with hygiene Ryu of the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. So I, I, how do you like that strategy? Like what's your draft philosophy? Well, because, Yeah, you could go ahead.
0: No, I was going to, I was going to say that really the way, I mean, the, the way baseball has played here for the first half of the season, you know, pitchers have just been, they've been dominant. And so if you ended up getting, you know, real legit aces at the top of your, at the top of your draft, you know, you, that, that can be a real difference maker. Uh, and and so I, I don't mind the strategy of, of doing that Like in general. Uh, I, I almost always want to get at least a couple of, you know, really kind of safe picks uh, at the top of my rotation. And, you know, whether that I don't necessarily do it in the first round, but, you know, probably two of my first say five picks uh, are usually going to be uh, pitchers because you can, you can work on things at the back end of your rotation, um, you know, during the season, you know, guys get called up or, uh, or get moved in, into, you know, the starting roles, if they weren't before. And, and so those kind of things fluctuate uh, during the year, but if you don't have the the top guys to kind of anchor things, uh, you, uh, you generally just end up chasing <laughs> for the entire season because it's really hard, uh, to, to, to make it up, uh, on offense, right. That it, for you to kind of forego pitching or only, or, or take them later, uh, really leads you, um, you, you basically have to hit on every one of your uh, position players that you're taking, because, you know, if, if you start to lose ground on any of your hitters uh, you know, you've already kind of sacrificed on the mound and, and then you're really, you're stuck. So yeah, I, I, generally, I would like to to have a couple of uh, kind of high quality starters to, to anchor my rotation. And then, uh, you know, I'm willing to be a little bit more flexible uh, later in, when it comes to filling out the, the pitchers at the bottom end.
1: Scott and I will continue our conversations about my fantasy team and draft strategy. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Freshly because dinner time can be chaotic. But with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Your meals are always delivered fresh and never frozen and are ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. With new meals added each week, Freshly brings the convenience of chef-made, nutritious-designed classics right to your kitchen, Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Lockdown. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash Lockdown for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash Lockdown for $40 off your first two orders. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB. To get your first $5,000 managed for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown MLB and get started today. All right. All right. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, I almost screwed myself when it came to outfielders. I didn't take my first one till round eight. But listen, Scott, I'm a waiver wire master over here. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I took T Oscar Hernandez with my round eight pick. He was my first outfielder. And he hit a tough start to the season, but he's been on fire recently. I took a little Mike Yastrzemski in there. I was like, this guy's an MVP guy. Uh, I took a Ramon Laureano pretty late in my draft, who's been phenomenal for me. And then on the waiver wire, get this guy. You're going to love these guys. I took Jesse Winker off the waiver wire. I mean, Beauty. come on now. Yeah, Robbie, Gross, Robbie Grossman off the waiver wire. He's been pretty solid too. Tyler yeah. O'Neal off the waiver wire. So I, I'm pretty stacked out here. I took yeah. kind of like Jazz Chisholm off the waiver wire. I mean, I basically built my position players off the waiver wire and I yeah. kind of, felt like that was possible just because in the sport of baseball there's so many random things that happened uh there's so many random players that just have breakout seasons. so i just felt like i felt like last year for me someone i found off the waiver wire was someone like ian happ and i just felt like there was gonna Mm -hmm. be another uh, a few ian happs off uh, off the waiver wire once again you just have to be early to the party because there's gonna be guys who you miss out on but one other strategy that I like to do is I don't really like to have a deep bench. I only have about two guys on my bench right now. I try to go heavy with closers. I have like 6-7 closers <laughs> on my team right now because I just want to try to get as many points as I can because I feel like a position player is more likely to end the day 0 for 3 with two strikeouts and get you negative points as opposed to a yeah. closer who might just get you nothing on the day. So, how do you feel about loading up on closers as well as part of well, your That that all depends on how your league is. Mm. Uh,
0: is scored right, and, mm-hmm. and if you know if you're if you're dealing with points, yeah, like you say, clo- closers, the, their their downside isn't you know nearly as much, right? That uh, if they have a you know a bad outing, it's it's usually you know an inning, and, uh, and you know it does it doesn't have kind of the same effect um that if you have a you know if you have a starter and he, you know he goes three innings and gives up eight runs or something like that, like that that kind of blows up your uh, your numbers overall, Uh and so. Yeah, I, I don't mind the uh, the loading up on closers, but that that is all uh, dependent on how your league is scored, and um, you know whether you can afford to to have that kind of uh, split. Like I've I've been in leagues where guys have decided, okay, they just want relief pitchers, uh, but then they have to get to a certain number of innings pitched to uh, to qualify, and then they end up really scrambling, right? To uh, you know to, to to find passable starters that they can rotate in every once in a while to make sure that they're uh, Going to get to the league minimums, but yeah, the, I mean there there are a million ways to you know, to build your fantasy roster into a, into a winner. Um, the, the most uh, you know tried and true one is pick good players. <laughs> yeah. whether, whether you know whether you do it picking all closers or whether you're uh, you know a mix uh, among your pitchers or or you you know go attack the waiver wire like you did, those those are all you know. The, the bottom line is you've got to have the players who are putting up numbers. Uh, however, you get there. Um, you you can go many different ways.
1: I was also very happy to see Alex Verdugo on the waiver wire at the start of the season. I just went ahead and picked Sky. I just pretty much built my team off. My yeah, I was going to say, you've
0: got some some quality players off waivers. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, like Tyler O'Neal that you mentioned before, right? Like Tyler O'Neal as a part-time player uh, for a couple of years was a, a pretty good hitter Hadn't uh, played enough to you know, to really have huge value. And then he played regularly last year, but didn't hit. Um, and that didn't really, you know, track with what he'd been doing before, uh, you know, we want to go a gold glove. Um, and then, you know, this year, all of a sudden we, we kind of, he started a little slowly, like in the first week or two, uh, but ever since he's just been you know, crushing the ball. And, and it's kind of, you know, in, in a few cases we're, we're seeing players who, uh, who have kind of shown flashes, um, in the, in the past, uh, and getting a chance to play every day, uh, they're, they're starting to put up big numbers. And O'Neill's one. And as you said, Jesse Winker, that's another one, a guy who uh, in, in kind of a part-time role for a couple of years was really productive, uh, but
1: then you, you get him into playing every day uh, and he's just taken off. Hey, someone just dropped Steven Strasburg in my league. What do you think about that? Should I, he's on the injured list right now. Should I yeah. go add him to the IL? Well, I, I, I mean, there's high
0: ceiling there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, we reached the stage with Steven Strasburg that basically every start you sit there on pins and needles and Uh, keep your fingers crossed and hope that he doesn't blow out his arm because you know, he seems very fragile at this stage. Like in general, over the course of his career, he hasn't exactly been the most durable uh, pitcher. Uh, But when, whenever he is, you know, you get a season where Steven Strasburg starts 30 games and you you look at the results and yeah, I mean, he's a really good uh, major league pitcher. Uh, But I, I, so yes, I would, I would certainly add him and put him stash him on your injured list and kind of wait and see what happens. whether he can come back and, and give you any kind of results because the ceiling there is still relatively high, but uh, there's a bit of stress involved uh, any, anytime you grab Steven Strasburg, because you're kind of, you know, you're wary uh, every time he takes to the mound about whether or not he's going to end up on the injured list.
1: Are you in any dynasty or long-term keeper leagues? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've got one with, uh, um, I, I used to
0: work at a sports network up here in uh, in Canada and uh um, and so I, I've been with guys, guys who I work with there. Uh, we've been in the league for about 20 years. So we've we, we've gone through player cycles, uh, kind of entirely uh, uh, in that league. And, and it, you know we have contracts and everything. Like it, it's a very involved uh, league. I, I, I love it. It's it's fantastic. But uh, but it's uh, it's also you know more complicated than most people uh, dive into for fantasy.
1: Wait, Sky, are you in Canada? I yeah, I am. I'm wow. I in Toronto. I had no idea, Scott. You just broke news on this podcast just now. <laughs> so I, I, didn't I, have, I haven't said enough A's for you. So. Are you a Blue Jays fan?
0: Uh, well, I didn't grow up a Blue Jays fan. I, okay. I, I, mean, I mean, I live in Toronto, so I, I go to Blue Jays games. But uh, when I was a kid, I, I was cheering for the Yankees. Ah, that's disgusting, yeah. Scott. Well, I know. And no one likes that. So, yeah. So I try and keep that
1: on the down. Yeah, we're not a big fan of that, but are there any D-backs players that you would look at in Dynasty then that you think could have some long-term outside of the obvious Ketel Marte? Scott and I will wrap up the pod in just a second, but first, I want to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar, because Built Bar is back, and they're more delicious than ever before. Did you know they have nine delicious flavors? They got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone, and the reason why I love Bilt Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. I try to go to the gym when I can, and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar, when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie. Low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right let's get back into the pod well i mean i think
0: you know if we're kind of keeping our fingers crossed then i would say taylor widener is the one that uh, i I would hold out hopes hold out hopes for um you know like obviously you would take zach gallon in the dynasty league for sure um and i you know i i'm hoping uh, right, that we'll we'll see something from Widener. Now he he's somebody who I've got on one of my teams. In fact, he might be on my dynasty team. But he's just he's mm. on he's been on Andrew list forever. So you, you yeah. tend to you tend to kind of forget about uh, guys when they've been out, out for so long. Um, but you know that that's a, a guy that I would you know in some ways he's he's a little bit of a post hype uh, prospect, right? Like so, sometimes guys you know they come up and, and they're immediately successful, and then you have other. Other times where they kind of struggle uh, a little bit on their way, uh, and, and and you know the the bloom sort of falls off them a little bit, and 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 people aren't quite as excited. But like, and I would say that coming into the season, like I wasn't I wasn't looking at Taylor Widener at all, um, hmm. you know, given what I'd seen from his numbers in the minors and that I was I wasn't terribly interested. But then his first few starts uh, start to open your eyes a little bit, and uh, and you see there might be still be some upside there, and you know you know there's some pedigree. Uh, given you know where he was on prospect lists you know previously, uh, and so yeah, the, that those are the kinds of players uh, that I would look at and and hope that uh, you know you might have some longer term value with Widener than uh, I, I suppose than a lot of the other
1: guys on the Diamondbacks. Hopefully some D-backs players will listen to this pod so they can open your eyes some more in the future, Scott, after all this slander today. But we've talked a lot about my team. We're wrapping up pretty soon here. I just want to ask you about your team real quick. Which player on your, you know, it could be any league you're in. It could be your most, you know, your favorite league. Which player are you most proud of that you drafted? It could be because of where you took them. Like you were just like, I'm in on this guy. He's a sleeper. I got him late in my draft and now he's crushing it. Who is that guy for you?
0: It's Jesse Winker. Oh, okay. I, uh, he, he he was a guy who I uh, like on you know breakthrough players and those kinds of uh, lists. Um, you know when when I when I did podcasts before the season about you know potential breakthrough players, Winker was kind of one of the guys I really planted my flag on. Uh, and then uh, in in my you know keeper league where we do an auction, uh, I got him for five bucks. Mm. So, you know, the, there was just, it, the room was not terribly uh, enamored with Jesse Winker, but I, I was like, oh yeah. Uh, and, and so he, you know, given the production we've seen from him, he's got like 17 home runs hitting 340 or something in that yeah. like that. That there's just, you know, so much value uh, out of that. And, and look, like if you look at the underlying numbers, you know, you know, you know, Winker's batting average is going to come down and he's not going to, he's not likely to hit you know, 38 home runs or whatever he's on pace for. Uh, you know, there are some unsustainable, uh, numbers there, but you know, the, the production's already in the bank. Um, you know, so you, you don't have to apologize for, (laughs) for whether or not it's sustainable, uh, over the long term because he's already, he's already kind of put up uh, those numbers. So Winker is, is probably the, um, you know, the, the one hitter who, who I'm kind of got the, the best value out of, uh, because he, he didn't have, um, well, I guess you you picked him up off waivers, and I, and I, I got him cheaply on uh, late in an auction. So, you know, the, the fact that he's been uh, you know, one of the top I don't know ten or twelve hitters in fantasy this year that's yeah, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, Jesse Winker was not someone who was on my radar entering the draft. I was just lucky to see. I had Tyler Naquin on my team for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then I dropped him for Jesse Winker. And Naquin's still been pretty solid uh, out there in fantasy. I just yeah. saw Winker was having you know a pretty breakthrough season, so I was like, might as well pick him up. But. You predicted that, Scott, because you're the man. <laughs> you're, you're the lockdown fantasy guy, and this is what you do. You're the expert. You're the local expert. That's why we got you on the pod today for that expert analysis, even though sometimes it sounds a little slanderous. <laughs> but, Scott, thank you for catching up. Now, remind the d listeners where they can find you on social media.
0: Uh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter at, at by Scott Cullen or at uh, LO underscore fantasy MLB. Uh, and uh you know come come check it out we're uh you know breaking down stuff every day and, and whether it's uh you know buy low and sell high or streaming options and two-star pitchers uh you know for next week i think that, that that's what we'll be doing tomorrow uh and so you know there's there's always uh something uh you know for, for everybody i suppose if you're into fantasy baseball and one of the things i'm i'm kind of digging into is uh I, i'm checking spin rates because mm. i uh, i i'm trying trying to figure out who i should be worried about uh, with, uh, with, uh, major league baseball clamping down on, on the, uh, uh, the sticky substances. So, uh, so, so far, uh, Trevor Bauer's numbers are a little suspect.
1: <laughs> really? That's a great topic you brought up actually. I didn't even think about to mention that with you. Yeah. Have you seen outside Trevor Bauer? Have you seen like a little decline across the league? in that? well,
0: well not like we haven't seen, you know, a massive decline yet, uh, but I, I'm basically looking at, at, uh, players whose, whose, uh, spin rates have kind of, you know, jumped uh, dramatically in recent years. Garrett Cole. I mean, those ones aren't even secret, right? I mean, yeah. we have already read stuff about Bauer and Cole. So, but I mean, it, you, the numbers back it up. You know, in 2016, 2017, um Garrett Cole's you know spin rate on his fastball was around twenty two hundred. Uh, now it's up over twenty five hundred. Uh, <laughs> Dang. The past three years. And you know, yes, and there, there are guys who improve a little bit, but you know, to jump by you know three hundred um, RPMs, that's you know, that, that becomes a little suspicious and, 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 you know, given, like I said, we, we, we know about Bauer and Cole just from stories. So that, that's not uh, some unusual thing. Uh, we know about Tyler Glasnow. Uh, now, you know, he's, he's, he's come out and, and talked about, um, you know, the sweat and rosin and the sunscreen that, uh, that he kind of uh, puts together. And, and so, you know his spin rate in 2016 was like around 2,200. This year it's up to 2,400. Mm-hmm. You know it's not it's not a massive spike. It's not like like Bauer went from 2,300 to 2,800. Wow, <laughs> it, it kind of, there, there's been a real spike in, in you know his results. And so those are guys that I, I, I and I'm still kind of working through the, the Statcast uh, data. Uh, to, to pull some of this stuff, but uh, I find it interesting that you can see some of those guys where the the numbers have really spiked, and then you look at like Jacob Degroms have been pretty steady, and Corbin Burns is pretty steady, and Zach Wheeler's uh, kind of in the same range where he's always been. Freddie Peralta, who you know a huge breakthrough player and has had tons of value in fantasy because you could have got him on waivers uh, at the start of the year, but his spin rate hasn't exactly changed a whole lot. Carlos Rodon, another guy who you know was a huge surprise this year. Um, but his spin rates haven't you know, dramatically shifted either. And so uh, I'm, I'm still in, in the process of going through these, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, we've got some fun things coming on uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna be on the lookout for that, Scott. I'm. Um, I definitely want to hear your podcast when you go through all these numbers because this these next couple of weeks are going to be a huge uh, litmus test, I guess, if that's the white word. A, a big case study on spin rate and how you know how big of a problem was the sticky stuff. And are we going to see these offensive numbers, you know, take off? I mean, Jesse Winker, you said they're going to come down, but if all of a sudden these yeah. pitchers are getting worse, maybe he's going to hit even more bombs and bat 410 this season. So right now, everything's on the pace. Uh, on the on the table. I'm curious to see how this season is going to play out. But Scott, thanks for hopping on today. And we'll definitely catch up next time. Cool. Thanks, Mark. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. So remember, girl, the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight, and as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!